I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Got rapper Big Pooh with me today. Pooh, all the time people say, well, we love the interviews, but we never really hear from you guys. So today on the first day of draft week, it will just be me and you, buddy. Are you ready? I'm ready. Before we get real quick, though, before we before we get into the draft, uh, this morning, I don't know if you heard it or not, Stephen A. Smith was on first take talking about how him calling out Russell Westbrook has led to the eight-game winning streak <laughs> and, that they, and that they should be thanking him uh, for motivating them in such a way that they've been able to make this run. Uh, not at all. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is off his rocker with that one. Like, the thing, the thing about it is, obviously, we watched extensively this whole season. It happened. I saw the change in Russell Westbrook. Obviously, it had a lot to do with his health once he took that time off and then the COVID hit, so he had extra time off. So once his quad looked like it healed, that's when he really started playing like Russell Westbrook that we all know. But it also feels like it coincided with that first battle with Houston and him and John Wall got into it. He's been playing like a monster ever since. Um, Michael Jordan, you have to go back to Michael Jordan. I heard this today. Yep. Last time Wizards were on an eight-game win streak. Michael yep. Jordan. Michael Jordan. And, you know, I, I tell everybody, obviously, Russ still, you know, turning the ball over crazy from game, you know, time to time. Uh, I mean, Bradley Bill is turning the ball over crazy as well this season. But when I watch them play, um, yeah, he makes some boneheaded plays uh, during the game. But Russell Westbrook, if they lose, it's not Russell Westbrook's fault. (laughs) Imagine, imagine like not getting excited to see triple doubles anymore. Right. Like if you're if you root for another team and you're one of your players hits a triple double, you're like, oh, man, that's dope. They see, you know, so and so got a triple double. When man is averaging a t- triple double on the season. It's incredible. He normalized it. He is it, normalized. It's normalized. You, you know, I, I, so I've, I've been thinking about when people say um, his triple doubles don't lead to winning. Right. But then I look at the makeup of the roster of the Wizards and. You have a team that doesn't shoot well outside of a couple of players. You have a team that just solidified its, if you want to call it that, its center rotation where Scott Brooks is like the only coach in the league trotting out three centers a game. Um, And then you're down for periods of time. You're starting power forward. You're beginning of the season starting small forward. You're beginning the season starting center. You were missing the best shooter on your team for long gaps of time. So you you have these, you have like, I don't know the stats. I'm not a stat junkie, but you probably have one of the worst shooting teams in the league. So it's like, if I'm passing you the ball and you're missing wide open jump shots, how, how can I, like, how else can I help you? You know, other than turn my, turn down my turnovers how else can I help you? My my head coach doesn't have a great substitution pattern. He doesn't have a great feel oh. for the game in game. Um, he makes 
plenty boneheaded decisions where everybody's like, huh? So how, like, I can't make up for them shortcomings. Um, it's just going to be back, isn't it? I have. Don't, don't answer that. No, no. I, 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 if this was Ernie Grunfeld, he would already have an extension. That's right. He would have had an extension because they're, gonna, because they're gonna make the playing tournament. Because they're gonna make the playing tournament. I, I don't know what Tommy's gonna do. I I have to believe that Tommy Shepard is looking and realizing that who he drafts doesn't Scott Brooks yeah. doesn't put them in the best position to succeed. And even the trade for Gafford, Scott Brooks still refuses to play him. You know, he, what is it? Not this game. The the game prior, Scott Brooks in that first half gave Robin Lopez 11, 12 straight minutes. And he had just as many minutes as Lynn and Gaffer combined. Captain Hook. Captain Hook. And he and he did he wasn't even having a good game. <laughs> like <laughs> he was having a horrible game. And it's like you can't look at that as a front office guy and say me and Scott Brooks are on the same page. Like you, you can't look at it and think that because Troy Brown, you gave him a fifth year option. You picked it up and he's gone because Scott Brooks wouldn't play him. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. So Scott Brooks, he, he, he chooses, he likes, he, he prefers his veterans over the young guys. And when you have a team full of young guys, that doesn't job well. So that's true. You know, we'll we'll see. I, I hope he isn't back. I, I think they need the guy who I wanted. Looks like he's probably going to end up staying in Atlanta. Uh, Nate McMillan, because um, they've been on a tear since he took over as uh, interim head coach. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I pray Tommy doesn't bring Scott Brooks back. I pray. Uh, that's it. I pray. All right, so let's move on a little bit of football here. So the question from Twitter today, I saw my man at Petty Hardaway 30 says, uh, Washington fans, would you rather trade up to seven or eight for fields, draft Darisaw or Vera Tucker, the uh, guard slash tackle from USC mm-hmm. at 19 overall, draft the kid JOK or Javin Davis at 19 or trade back? Um, I definitely wouldn't trade up. Um, I think you're going to end up having to give up too much draft capital. Um, And even though the defense is very formidable and top 10 now, you have paydays coming up for, you know, three out of the four guys on that line. So we we discussed this. You're not going to be able to keep everybody. So I would, I would not trade up that far. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know which position they value more, linebacker or tackle, uh, because they still don't know what they have in Sadiq uh, Charles. So I'm thinking Ron Rivera will go linebacker. I will go linebacker at 19. Um, And if the guy I really want isn't there at 19, I would trade back. I would trade back a little bit. And uh, I, I probably would take Darisol in this situation. I don't, from the people we've talked to, it doesn't sound like he's got any real chance of making it down. Um, no, 
now he's been he's been rising um yeah because he, he, he's the third i think he's the third tackle um slated to go off the board and he's he's been rising yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and trade back depending on what you, you get i guess is right in that area you know I me mean, i'm high on receiver there um if a guy like bateman is still around there that'd, that'd be all right with me this jok is fine we can do that i have a feeling he's not going to be there either no i because he he's too versatile um but i like i know he's first I, I don't i something is telling me i don't think ron would take him though um it's I, interesting because we really don't know what they did last year right we knew because number two was the pick since the day the season stopped Right. right. I mean, we knew it was Chase Young. So we really don't have an idea. You could look back at what Carolina did. It took a lot of D linemen. It took a lot of linebackers. It took a running back and a wide receiver. That's kind of how they went. Uh, so and Ron, Ron loves his linebackers. Ron loves yeah. his linebackers. He he, he he needs his leader linebacker. And I don't think JOK, even though I think he's going to be phenomenal, I don't know if he'll be it. Um, yeah, I don't Parsons, know if he'll be they it. They keep saying Parsons is sliding i just i have a hard time i don't care what the immaturity issues are i have a hard time seeing him making it tonight he's not gonna slide that far like i'll be shocked and amazed if he slide that far i'm like what's wrong with him (laughs) cool what is her is he injured (laughs) like what what does this what does this medical show um i don't think he's gonna go that far because i think denver is going to probably go either michael parsons or a if they can't get a quarterback um, that, I think that's the problem at 19 is you don't, you have no idea how this thing is going to shake out in front of you this year. And it leaves open so many possibilities, but I'm, I would, like I said, if my guy, if, if my one or two guys that I have slated to go 19, isn't there at 19, I'm seeing if I can trade back a little bit. Um, because I just think this is a draft where as I was trying to do my own mock drafts, I was seeing how once it got to 19, depending on how things, because it's all going to depend on who moves around for quarterback, who's going to move around for um, one of the edge rushers or, you know, one of the wide receivers, like it, it depends on that jockeying in front of Washington, but it, like you said, it has a chance that nobody that we think they want is going to be there at 19 or a plethora of them can be there at 19. You just have no idea. You know, the other interesting thing is if the more guys we've talked to the last couple of weeks, we've heard running back at 19 a bunch. And and that has always surprised me when people say that. Uh, First of all, and we'll get your opinion on this in a second, but I'm just never drafting a running back in the first round. I mean, it's just my personal draft philosophy. If I was running the board, I just cannot see taking a running back in the first round because there's just so much proof of all the value this later. And it's interesting. The, the more people that we talk to about draft specific stuff, and they really get you in the mind frame of pick location, value, and, and assets spent and draft. Mm-hmm. My bad. Oh, take all yeah. that, take all that out, and you're looking at like left tackle and cornerback as being the most 
premier positions. Yeah, I running back unless you unless you're gonna get a Saquon or a, um what's the kid in Dallas uh Zeke Zeke unless one of them is sitting on the board definitely you don't take running back in the first round um I know they're definitely not going to take running back in the first round they they are very high on Antonio Gibson so I just have no understanding of people even mocking a running back <laughs> to them at 19 because they have so many other needs um over a running back uh you know they obviously they love antonio they love um 41 i can't remember his name mckissick mckissick uh they were good with peyton barber I, you can find a running back on the scrap heat that fill in the role they still have lamar miller they brought him back on the year i know they just cut bryce love but this wasn't the staff that drafted him anyway yeah. um so it's it's like come on like running back that's not even in the equation here i don't even know if they would draft a running back in this draft at all at this point but um yeah it's it's going to be i think for ron because you got to go with the coach that you have or, or who's running, which is Ron in this case, who's running your franchise linebacker wide receiver, no linebacker tackle or anywhere on the offensive line. Then probably like wide receiver safety, you know, then you get into some, you know, death picks, you pick up another DN down in the draft, a tight end, you know, they need a tight end. So I think you're going to get, linebacker tackle and then you can roll the dice on the mother positions it needs but that's going to be because they constantly talk about building from the inside out so you start on the line and you build out running back is down the line wide receiver i think they'll you know they might take a flyer on one but i think they did enough this offseason to where now it's not as important as it would have been if they didn't land a Curtis Samuels, if they didn't land a Humphrey, because they still have Antonio Gandy Golden, who was injured most of last year that they're high on. They still have Cam Sims, who they, you know, tendered to bring back, who started showing flashes. So they still have two relatively young guys that they're still trying to see what they have in them, plus the veterans they added. So I don't really see wide receiver being the position unless one of their top, you know, Let's just say, which I doubt will happen, if a Devontae Smith or somebody like that happened to fall back, you grapple, right? That's right. But other than that, anything short of that, you you can uh, we can get back to that later. You know what I'm saying? We can we can figure out an undrafted guy, but I think they're gonna go offensive line, linebacker, then maybe um tight end. Um because they definitely need, they only have one, two tight ends on the roster. Uh, safety, you know, they need, a, they need a free safety type. You know, I know they safeties rotate. So you say. L- listen, I, I like Reeves, but they can they can get better. They, <laughs> they can sure get better there. Yeah, yeah. So they're they going to need somebody that can fly around on that back end. You know, cover from sideline to sideline, and that could be the kid Mooring, right? He's moving up boards quickly. That could be Mooring. 
Um, I saw Rihanna Walker. She mocked uh, another kid. I think it was from UCF in the second round. Uh, um, Grant, I think, or Gant. Yeah, Grant. Um, yeah. to to uh to to Washington. Um, because he has he has a lot of range back there. So, I you know it's it's going to be. I think the thing about Washington this year is that they playing things so close to the, like, you have no idea what they're going to do. Like they're not revealing anything. They're not giving you any leads. They're not, there's no leaks. There's no, when you hear interviews, they just give you coach speak. (laughs) Like You you have no idea what they're going to do. They have, they have given no hints. And don't be surprised if the medical checks, on uh, Caleb Farley from Tech. Mm. I, I think that's a, a real option there. You know, it was just the beginning of last year where they had him and Sertan kind of like right there in that 1A, one, 1A one one range. Uh, but then he had the back thing. Uh, yeah. So they may, they may feel that's value if he slides to 19. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they said he was the number one corner in the draft until, you know, the back injury um or the back surgery became a thing and then at that point like you said it's a metal medical check thing like how how long before he's back on the field how long before you know he's back to where he was at least so um that definitely could be an option i i don't know if he'll land if he'll go that far uh i think it's going to be how quick sertan and uh jc horn come off the board uh because once if that yeah I'm saying now I've seen the the kid from uh, Northwestern, the corner, uh, Newsom. Newsom, yeah, yeah Newsom. He's flying up boards now. He's flying up boards as well. I, I still think he's going to go in the back half of the first round, though. Um, he's he's by far and away the fourth corner. Um, that that should be drafted, depending on how Farley's back shake out. Um, how the surgery, you know, how how people view that. But uh, yeah, it's that's going to be interesting. Um. Cause it's not the secondary. You you have the corners, and then you just have the the kid from TCU, Morig. Like other than that, I don't know if any other defensive backs are gonna be in that first round. So, um, it's gonna be interesting, man. I just think the these quarterbacks are jumbling up this <laughs> this this first round. Um, I just read a report today that San Francisco has decided. But uh, Shanahan wants Mac Jones, and but Trey Lance is an option. I'm like, Trey Lance is not an option. Like, supposedly he is. He's not. He's not going to be the guy. <laughs> like, I I just don't see Shanahan taking a kid that raw. Um, yeah. right now, like they're I, ready. They're ready to win now. Like that kid is going to need at least two years. They're two years removed from the Super Bowl. I mean, it's, it's right. insane that they, you know, to be really, they got an, uh, an all-star offensive line, uh, one of the best tight ends in the game, uh, receivers and running backs that are more than adequate. And to your point, we've kind of heard this a bunch, right, recently, is that's the reason it's Mac Jones, because he's so above above the shoulders, he's the most ready to go right now. And that, and that team is ready to win now. So spending three firsts, for a guy you can't play for two years, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying. We haven't bought it for a while, and I'm not buying it right now. No, nah, I'm not buying it at all. Because the thing about the thing about who, who was it? 
man, with somebody we had, I, I can't remember. I'm, everything's jumbled right now. But they were just talking about the kind of quarterback that Shanahan prefers. And sure. while Lance, uh, not Lance, while uh, Justin Fields is the superior athlete and has the higher ceiling for quarterback, he's not the quarterback that Shanahan prefers. Um, you know, Mac Jones is the prototypical quarterback that Shanahan prefers. So when you have all that adding and add on to the fact that they're ready to go now, Trey Lance is nowhere in that equation for me. <laughs> like he's nowhere. And I I'd find it interesting to really get a, an honest answer on it. Uh, they traded all those firsts for Mac Jones. I, I fully believe that. And I think they did that because much like when um, uh, Daniel Jones, right? Everybody was clowning that he there was any idea he would go that high. Well, a lot of people, including Washington, were hoping for Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. And they knew they had to go up that high. And I think people are slipping again if they think that, that people inside NFL buildings weren't excited about not having to teach a kid how to play quarterback. You know, and that's exactly. what Mac Jones is. I think I think that Shanahan was worried people would would jump for Mac. Exactly. I I just when when you're you have to be absolutely positive. Obviously, we knew they jumped up because they were getting a quarterback. Like that was without a doubt. Um, and they knew they was going to have their choice from the the three quarterbacks and Fields, Lance, and Jones. But I think as they got more into it, I, I I think they felt that Mac Jones was the guy. Well, Shanahan preferred him all along, just as you said, from the head, from the neck up, from the shoulders up. He's exactly what he wants. Um, but just like I said, just looking at their window, um, looking at the type of quarterback that Shanahan prefers in that offense, Mac Jones, like it, yeah. it's Mac Jones. And and like you said, I think they were probably afraid that I, I don't know where where they originally was, but they were at twelve originally. I don't even because that sounds about right. Wherever the wherever uh, Philly is well, now, yeah, right, because so, it was so, Miami, but then they swapped. So. Yeah, so I think it was like twelve. So you're back that far. Might not be any quarterbacks by the time you get to twelve. <laughs> you know, yeah. might not be any quarterbacks available. So. And then I think for Atlanta, like that's another wild card. I think they're going to be, they're probably going to go get Kyle Pitts, but that's another wild card. Like if they trade back or if they decide to say, you know what, we can afford to take our quarterback of the future. We got, we have, you know, our quarterback here for another two years, you know, contractually. So we can afford to take a quarterback to sit which could be a Trey Lance, but I doubt they go that way. So it's one of them things where San Francisco felt they had to move because all them quarterbacks are going to be out of here by the time they would originally pick that 12. I just don't think people want to believe that Mac Jones, who was the fifth rated quarterback out of the top five, yeah. is the guy that they moved, that they traded all them picks for. I think that's the thing. What did Pelissero say that they that execs found him to be um, uh, what's his name from LSU Burrow Light? I think is how he referred. Yeah, to Burrow him. Light. Yep, yep, Burrow Light. So guys, guys uh, get enamored with um, 
not having to teach people just as much as some of the guys get enamored wanting to groom and teach them, I guess. Yeah, I, I think the draft really starts at four. That's where, that's where that's where the action I don't think starts. And I don't think they're going to find anybody to swap with them. Because I think most people know that you can get quarterback at seven or eight. That's where I think the run goes. Like, if you want to get into the quarterback market, I think it's back at seven. I think I think Atlanta's going to get stuck with that pick. And and I wouldn't find it being stuck. I'd take J- Justin Fields there and feel good about it. Because to your point, they're, they're hoping to never be drafting at four for a very long time. I can tell you, if they're trying to trade out that pick, if they're trying to move that pick, then everybody knows they're not going quarterback. So right. So yeah, yeah you can wait. I, I don't think yeah. there were anyway. And that that's see, and I, I think that's the game that gets played that doesn't get played uh, in their favor. Uh, Peter King said in his in his column this morning, he thinks there's a real chance Julio Jones gets designated a June one. Uh, sign and or cut and trade whatever the package is that he thinks it'll take a second rounder to get Julio Jones in June. Hmm. I don't see that happening. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see Arthur Blank letting Julio go. The problem is, and I saw this, the quarterback, the left tackle, and maybe it's Julio whatever the three of them paired together is, is like 85% of their cap right now. Okay. So Julio might for, those, for those three guys. Um, and if, it's just trying to figure out the money. If they, if they let Julio go. Hmm. I mean, he has been injured a lot these past this couple seasons. Season particular, yeah. yeah. So if, if that is their thinking, Cal Pitts is definitely the guy. <laughs> like, right. Yes. Like he's there definitely the guy. Um, if that's their thinking, because they have a lot of young, nice young receivers. Um, in 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 Atlanta. Yeah. Because we got to see them all when Julio was out injured last year. But if 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 that's their line of thinking, I definitely know they're taking Pitts because he's Julio liked, you know, at the tight end spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, that's what he is. Yeah. So, you know, they, they have their Julio of the future on the way. Uh, you did a couple mock drafts. It's interesting. People either love or hate these mock drafts. I like them just because it just it gets you familiar with player names mm-hmm. and, and the places that they might slot into. And we'll get in that to a second, but I'm curious. We've done, I was looking at this today about 30 episodes together now i'm curious which ones if any stick out in your mind uh that we've that we've done that you really liked um i mean i know see. you like all of them so I'm, you know what i mean i'm not yeah to like put, put one guest down above another but no i got a couple you on there that you remember the joe theisman episode was memorable because it was mm-hmm. joe freaking joe. theisman um ken harvey jr that was the first one we did uh together uh a big man that writes children's books right um the the van lathan one um because that was everything but sports yeah uh it's one more Van's, in there. Van's a wild turkey too he's oh yeah so he's, he's he's so wild he's he's so all over the place i love it uh and then it was another one that we just recently did where we ended up going for like an hour and didn't even realize we were on for that long. Um, Jesus, who was it? 
Yeah, I you're right. And I, I forget now who it was too. My uh, my brain is my brain is uh, no. oatmeal. <laughs> I think it, Robert Mays maybe. It, it may have been Robert Mays. Stop by. I'm always yeah. surprised the guys that need uh, explanation on what the birthday game is. I've had you know, there's a couple guys that did not <laughs> catch that right away. But those, but it's always fun to see the guys that do get into it too. Yeah, I mean it's it's fun, man. I you know, and and I enjoyed the Chris Mills one as well because we, you know, that yeah, was the right fir- guy. yeah, that was the first one. Well, not the first one, but we we got more into his background. Mm-hmm. Um, then the we did. Side, he was going to get into business first, right? The business sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he actually yeah. played. <laughs> like, that was the thing. He was, yeah, yeah, he played. So, um, yeah. I mean, those those are the ones off the top of my head that that definitely stick out. Um. The interesting thing for me is this is like doing um, concerts where you you have moments like moments start meshing together. Um, you know, you know, you'll have every moment, every now and again, you'll have that moment that sticks out for whatever reason. It could be something small, it could be something big, but they start meshing together. And like, I can't differentiate city from city. And and this is this is one of them things for me where it's like the interviews start meshing together and I can't yeah. differentiate interview from interview. Um, but, but that's that's blessed, we've been blessed to have a bunch of good ones. Dude. Definitely, definitely, definitely been a lot of good ones. Um, you know, for the most part, they've all been good. Um, in my opinion, you know, oh, yeah. just appreciate people giving us the time, you know, the opportunity, and you know, for the little podcast out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, been I'll able to wrangle some, some guys. Face, I'll never forget Ava's face when you told her that she's not big on chocolate ice cream. She, she, yeah. she just about quit the interview. I think. Yeah, she, she definitely was like, "What? The disrespect." <laughs> All right, let's see that uh, mock draft you came up with. There, what does it look like? Okay, which one you want? I, I have one that I let the computer computer pick up until Washington, and then I pick, and then I have one where I did all the picking. Let's start with the one where the computer does all and you pick the ones for Washington. Did you do all seven rounds for Washington or the first round? No, I just did the first round for I I didn't get into okay. where does it where did it look like? Um one Trevor <laughs> I in this one, <laughs> number two was Justin Fields. Uh-huh. <laughs> number three was Zach Wilson. Number four, Kyle Pitts. I think he Kyle Pitts landed at number four in every draft I did. Um, they had the Bengals taking Jalen Waddle at five, the Dolphins taking Chase at six, um, Penny Sewell going to the Lions at seven, Caleb Farley, the first corner off the board at eight to the Panthers. Cause I also I couldn't do any trades because I wasn't paying to I do no trades. <laughs> it's not that it was a big, but it's there's only a week left. So yeah, I was like, I'm not doing that at this point. Um, Michael Parsons to the Broncos. I've been hearing a lot of yeah, him going there. Um, Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle to mm-hmm. Dallas. Quiddy Pay to the Giants. They actually need an edge, which is very, very I I, I see him. I think I had him going there as well. Patrick Sertain, too, to the Eagles. Derisaw to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, Vera Tucker to the Vikings. Devontae Smith to the Patriots. Um, uh, JOK to the Cardinals. Baring Browning 
to the Raiders, Jalen Phillips to the Dolphins, and Trey Lance to Washington. I did that I, pick. I did two. I saw two of those today when I was running through these just to see how they fit that had Lance available. At- yeah, like I, it had him available. And so I, I was like, if he's available, I think if he if, if a quarterback, which I doubt, but if a quarterback falls that far, Washington's definitely going to scoop him um, if, if they like that quarterback. Yeah, and I would think even at 14 or 15, 13, 14, 15 in that range, if quarterback, like if, if a guy drops that they like, then moving up three or four spots, not a big deal, right? If you feel like you're going to jump yeah. somebody that might make that move. Yeah, that's, that's seven or four is like, oof. yeah, going from 19 inside the top 10, you're giving up a king's ransom. Going from 19 to 13, 12, something like that, I, I think they probably can get away with, uh, uh, you know, a uh, uh, first round pick next year and maybe, uh, you know, a day two pick or something um, to go up a couple slots. But um, I mean, that was that was I just went to Washington. That's the the draft where I uh, just picked Washington. And the one I picked, I did the whole first round. OK, uh, um, Trevor at one Wilson at two. Matt Jones at three, Pitts at four, um, Penny Sewell at five, Jamar Chase at six, Michael Parsons at seven, uh, Rashawn Slater at eight. And of course, I read a report today that the Panthers supposedly aren't high on him. <laughs> um, Which probably means they are. Right. Justin Fields at nine to Denver, mm-hmm. Patrick Sertain two to, uh, Dallas. I'm I'm in almost every mock draft. I'm seeing him go to Dallas unless he goes earlier. Yeah. Um Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Jalen Waddle to the Giants, Devontae Smith to the Eagles, Darisaw to the Chargers, Vera Tucker to the uh Vikings, mm-hmm. Trey Lance to um New England, mm-hmm. JC Horn to Arizona to replace the departed Patrick Peters, mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips to Oakland because uh not Oakland excuse me to Las Vegas okay. uh because they've been searching for an edge rusher ever since they traded away one of the best <laughs> that worked out real well for him didn't it? <laughs> right uh quitty pay to the Dolphins JOK to Washington um then Tevin Jenkins to Chicago Caleb Farley to Indy Bateman to Tennessee so forth and so on. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it really matters here once we get past Washington, but yeah. So I mean, I, I just I was just going by which I know they do this more in the NFL than the NBA. Like looking at the team needs, their top three needs, and then seeing who's available. Um, in some cases, I went outside of that just based on all of the mock drafts, all of the information coming out and uh and then the type of player that was available when that when that team came came into play but the thing that's gonna as we keep saying the thing that's gonna shake this draft up is trade like because we have no idea that's the one thing we really can't predict is the trades and i think that's the smartest thing san francisco probably did was making that trade up when they did yeah, because they ah. paid less yeah. than what I, they would I have to too. pay 
if they did it this week. <laughs> so I, I think well, that I, was the smartest thing. I did one of these little ones too. And um, it's interesting. We both went with JOK. And uh, I, I think if he makes it, that's the best value they get. And I did this mm-hmm. one with the, with, the, with the next pick. So I also have them taking Javante Williams in the second round. The running back from uh, North Carolina. Uh, mm. See, in that second round is not a bad a bad gig. See, what Greeny was saying this morning, it makes a lot of sense. So jump off target here for a second. Is running backs are good for five years. So draft one in the first round, playing for five years. A running back should never get a second contract and keep it moving. That, that was the argument. My argument is at nineteen, you can do the same thing with a tackle that'll last you ten or a cornerback that'll last you ten. So, but in the second round, uh, running back is not bad for me. Then the first pick in the third round, I went Chaz Surratt, who is the linebacker from uh, North Carolina. UNC, yep. And then uh, Jackson uh, Carmen is the tackle from Clemson. And then I went Tevin Jenkins, which is interior D-line. Because I'm telling you, I, I think that's another thing you watch. They'll draft an interior D line at least once every year. Yeah, I, I think they're I think they're gonna draft somebody on the defensive line. I don't I think they're gonna go edge before they go interior because they have they have four interior linemen that they really love right now. And obviously Payne, um Allen, uh Ionitis, and then Settle. They need help on the edge because Kerrigan isn't back uh, yet. Yet Ryan Anderson isn't coming back. No. And so all they have is, uh, was is from the kid from NC State. Smith Williams. The, Smith Williams on the edge now. So I, 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 I think they're going to go in them later rounds. They're definitely going to get a DN. Um, well, you know who it was? Uh, um, Emery. Monday, who had suggested edge round one, if that's the best on the board, is not horrible. Like, filling, stacking up on premier positions is never a bad thing. Again, I don't think that that's what no, they 19. But yeah. if, say, Aziz Ojolari from Georgia is the highest player ranked on their board. I think they'll again, move. We'll see. I think they'll move back. I think if, if, if the guys that they really want isn't there at 19, I think they'll move back. Um, I, I don't see them taking another – be in in the first round they have too many other positions where are more important at this point um yeah in the offseason linebacker safety uh they need another corner um and tight end tight end you know desperately uh they love maybe they love the tight ends and that's why that they have not been very active at all I mean, it wouldn't seem like that would be their height thinking. I mean, me, obviously, I know they love Logan Thomas. I think they really like the Bauer kid from. I think he played at Ohio State. Uh, uh, they really love him, but I think they need another one. Uh, they need another the, one. The Gold Domer, right? The Golden Domer, uh, him or the or the kid from Miami. Um, yeah. Jordan, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Jordan, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think they're going to scoop up a tight end in the later, probably third round, because because they have them two picks, and 
but yeah, if 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 one of the guys isn't there at nineteen, I can see them trading back. If if it's possible, uh, you never know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I find interesting is you can trade back in the first round, which I think wouldn't be a horrible idea. And then something that I've been thinking about, wondering if happens more often, is if they don't take like one of those thirds, package it with a second and move up back up in the first round again this year maybe it takes another third next year that fifth year option is really big you know what i mean very big found a guy that you really thought you could build around and he was sitting there that fifth year option is important you know they did that with montez sweat i think we talked Mm -hmm. about that on friday i don't think they're complaining about giving up that second round pick right now to have been able to get back up there and get sweat so that's another possibility they could move back and move up yeah it's just like I said, it's just all going to depend on how things shake out in that top 10 with them quarterbacks. Um, you know, I, I keep seeing people saying, oh, Washington is in play for quarterbacks. Listen, if a quarterback doesn't fall into the teens, Washington is not in play. Ron, you're right. Ron and Cole does not look like the type of organization that are going to give up too many assets Ron and Kerr <laughs> looks like it should be on a t-shirt we got to get that going <laughs> there's not going to be a lot of asset giving up going on here um yeah. because they I think that the 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 thing with Washington is they won a division last year even those with a sub 500 record they won a division so the expectations changed for people outside of the organization now we have an expectation of oh we should definitely be competing or winning the division or going back to the playoffs that's not where they are in the rebuild yeah you know this is this is supposed to be the 500 season in the rebuild and so i think that is going to be the thing where people outside of the organization feel like oh they need to go all in where the organization is like no this is only season 2 of a three year turnaround. We can't, you can't skip the prop. You can't skip processes in in that turnaround. So um, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Well, and we already have Taylor Heineke. (laughs) You know, this isn't about Heineke. I'm it because of this quarterback carousel that's going on this year. I believe there's going to be quarterbacks that become free agents next season that you can do another one year stop gap. You can possibly, you know, I know people aren't high on him because his time in Tampa Bay, but Jameis Winston only did a one year deal. He's still young. He's still under 30. Um, it can make all the throws. It's a question of his maturity and did LASIK work because his depth of vision was off um well, he made a three-pointer with his eyes closed with the football the other day so i mean he's got that yeah but I, I forgot who it was once again but somebody we had also talked about how that year where he threw all them interceptions he threw all them touchdowns but through all them interceptions his last year in tampa bay with bruce arians how bruce arians has one of the most difficult playbooks in the in the nfl and how that's why Tom Brady looked like he looked for the first half of the season. So it's one of the things where you have a James Winston, you're going to have, you know, a Teddy Bridgewater, you're going to have possibly um, 
was his name? Matt uh, yeah, Matt Ryan. You're gonna have, you know, uh, shit. My mind is mush right now. The kid that just got traded from the Jets to Carolina. The, oh, Darnold. Yeah, Darnold. Darnold. Like you're you're gonna have options sure. next year, whether it's a stopgap or seeing if you can scoop one of these younger guys, younger veterans off the heap. You know, if you don't have a premier pick. So I don't think the urgency is there at 19 to give up a handful of future assets for somebody you're rolling the dice on. Like if if you were giving them up for Trevor Lawrence, run them. <laughs> like give them up. But everybody else, even though I I, I love Justin Fields, he's my number two quarterback. But Wilson, too. Mac Jones, Trey Lance, I'm not giving up the farm for these guys. Like, I'm not doing it. So I think if a Justin Fields slips, you know, get towards that 10 range near the teens, they're going to have to compete with a New England and, and, you know, something like that. But anything short of that, I think Trey Lance is too far away. Um, personally and for for in his development for what they need i don't think they want another um no nah, i'm not gonna compare him to haskins i, I don't know what his work ethics like that. but how is there saying that that teams were knocking fields for transferring in an age of transferring i was really surprised by it. i had so not I. heard that before and you know i followed the program closely um i was surprised by that man i listen the thing with fields is is multi-fold for me. It's one, it's either A, somebody really loves him and is putting out all this bad info, or B, it's the curse of the black quarterback. Um, the black mobile quarterback. Uh his tape, his record, everything about him says he should be the number two, you know, quarterback off the board. And I believe that teams that pass on him are going to rue the day outside of Jacksonville um, that they pass on him yeah. because there's nothing that says anything short of he should be the number two quarterback. Who cares about that? He transferred, you know what I'm saying? Like he was a 18 year old kid, 18 to 19 year old kid. Like who cares? He went, he probably shouldn't have been at Georgia in the first place, <laughs> you know, like, so I'm just like, Hey, listen, Fields, you're going to probably end up on a better team. The further you go back anyway. But, um, I think, I think teams are going to regret passing up on him. I think it's going to be the Lamar Jackson, the Aaron Rodgers, the, you know, name a quarterback, the Patrick Mahomes, uh, the Deshaun Watson is going to be that situation all over again with, with, Justin Fields, how teams fell in love with these other quarterbacks for things that had nothing to do with what they did on the field. Well, at least and, they're not uh, asking them to play wide receiver. Yeah. One of yeah. the most shameful things I've ever seen when they suggested that Lamar should just pack it yeah. up and play receiver. Yeah. How's that working out? Yeah. Well, Pooh, it is day one of draft week. So who knows what will happen between now and Thursday. But we'll have Sam Fortier from the Post on Wednesday to help us shake it out a little bit more. 
awesome. I can't wait. I'll probably do another one, two mock drafts by then, uh, going off things that I'm hearing um, out here in the, in the NFL world. I'm, I, I would be shocked if it happens, but I, but then again, I won't if we see another trade before Thursday. I don't, I don't think teams are willing to, to wait into the deadline. It's tough because if you think you're making the right move and getting up to seven, then all somebody else has got to do that really wants them is get to four. And then you're yeah. sitting at seven, you know, trying to figure out. Mad. I guess you're <laughs> mad or praying that the tight end falls. But uh, yeah, that's the odd thing about um, getting up for quarterback. It's, it's, it's a weird year. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Pooh, we'll uh, see you on Wednesday. Yes, indeed. Until then. All right, brother. Yep.